welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, today we're going to take some time looking at one of Jesus' parables, and we're going to examine this in light of something that I have just seen kind of for the first time looking this part over, but in reality it's something that's been commentated on throughout the years. As I've observed, uh, I read, read through several different commentators to see, am I kind of looking too deeply into this, or is this something that in reality is an interpretation? And the parable we are going to be looking at is found in Matthew 22, verses 1 through 14, the parable of the wedding feast. And we're not going to read all of it. I encourage you, if you're unfamiliar with it, please read all of it. Uh, we're going to pick up in verses 11 through 14. Of course, the parable of the wedding feast, Jesus goes out, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, the, the great king goes out, it's a parable, king goes out, his son is having a wedding, he goes out and he invites all his lords, the nobles, the, the quote, righteous, the best, the, the people, and they refuse to come in. And this is, of course, the Pharisees know that Jesus is talking about them. But that's not really the part we're going to be focusing on. So the king destroys those, and then he tells the servants, go out into the highways and the byways and invite everybody that you see into this great feast of ours. And so they do that, and then they come in, and there's this great feast, and the king comes in, and he picks up in this. So uh, Matthew 22, starting in verse 11. When the king came in to look over the dinner guests, he saw a man there who was not dressed in the wedding clothes. And he said to him, friend, how did you come in here without wedding clothes? And the man was speechless. Then the king said to the servants, bind him hand and foot and throw him into the outer darkness, into the place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. So there's a lot in here. First is the servants going out into the highways and byways and inviting everybody in. This is specifically called the general call. Okay, the general call goes out to anybody and everybody. Everybody goes out and, uh, and hears the gospel. That's the purpose of the gospel, to go out and preach it to the whole world. But many are called, but few are chosen. This is the portion that deals with election. Now, looking at this interplay, though, MacArthur notes in his commentary on Matthew 22 that the king has provided these wedding garments. Okay, the king has provided these garments. And we know this because um, they go out into the highways and byways. They invite everybody in. Everyone is invited in as they were. But nobody was allowed into the party without being clothed in the righteousness. And in this case, the wedding clothes, which the king has thus provided. Now, there was a person there that refused to wear the wedding clothes. He refused to put them on. He refused to do this. The king sees this person, a person among his guests who is not clothed in the righteousness that he himself has provided. So he binds him and kicks him out. Okay. What this is talking about is sanctification. The call is for everybody. Anybody can come into Christ, no matter what your circumstance, no matter your situation, no matter your life, whatever, no matter what, anybody can come in. But as that old staying goes, God accepts you as you are, but he never expects you to keep you there. 
This is the principle about sanctification. Okay, so of course, if you're unaware of sanctification, is the process, which is a cooperation. It comes from God with the Holy Spirit, uniting with us and our efforts to produce the righteousness as close to righteousness as we can get, which means a person who has recognized their sin, they recognize their need for a Savior, they've placed their trust in Jesus Christ, okay, they come in, they accept the sacrifice of Christ, that's the gospel. But then as they accept the sacrifice of Christ, they recognize the sin in their life and they seek to sin less over their life. Now, we are never perfectly made righteous this side of heaven. We can't obtain absolute perfection. But what we can do is we become more like Christ. How do we do this? Paul tells us in Romans chapter 12, transform yourself by the renewing of your mind. Okay, and these wedding clothes, this is the person had to make the effort to come into the hall to respond. And then they had to accept the gift that was handed to him, the wedding clothes. And the wedding clothes is what made him fit for the king's banquet, which is sanctification, which is righteousness. We can't come to God and keep on to all of the old hellish ways. We can't latch on to God and just be like, you know, hey, whatever feels good, do it. Oh, I'm covered in, in the righteousness, so let's just go ahead and keep sinning. Oh, everything's permissible for me because I'm a believer. All of those are wrong attitudes. The attitude of Christ is that we recognize that we are sinners. We recognize that, that looking at the Ten Commandments, we have lied, so we are liars. We have fornicated, if not in our bodies, then certainly in our hearts and in our minds, and so we are fornicators. Okay, We have, we have coveted things. We have... You know, we have placed a lot of other things, huge thing in a Western culture. We place a lot of things above God. We are idolaters. We are adulterers. We are fornicators. We are sinners. We are liars. All of that separates us from God. And as we are thus separated from God in what we are doing, as we're separated from God, we are condemned to hell. It's just the state of what we are. But then we can accept the sacrifice of Christ. And then when we do that, we start to recognize what we are doing as sinful. And God, as we read the scriptures, as we apply it to our life, as we, as we pour over the words in this book and ask God to transform our hearts and our minds, he will bring attention to us as the things that we are doing which are sinful. Not that we are shamed for it, but that we recognize what this sin. We make actual steps to sin less in our life and we become more like Christ in everything that we do. That's what the purpose of sanctification. That's what he's talking about in righteousness. And that's what these people had to do. It was a free gift of God to accept the wedding clothes, but it had took the effort to put them on. Anyone attempting to come to Christ bypassing the righteousness of Christ himself is going to be cast out and thrown out. So think of that. Sanctify your life. If you call yourself a believer, seek to live by the words of the scriptures, particularly in the New Testament where they're giving us a lot of principles for how we should behave in our life. Think of that. This is the thing that we need to do. This is the thing that we need to do. All right. So with that being said, if you need help with sanctification, please check out my book, Testing and Temptations. This is a book about the process of sanctification, giving you not just theories and thoughts, but practical steps. What do you do? How do you take on the role of sanctification in your life? Thank you for tuning in. 
Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.